This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing and my co-host, America's Freed, is out today. So I'm very happy to welcome my guest co-host for the day, Professor Keith Niedemeyer. I'm happy to be here, Barbara. And more importantly, I'm happy you're here because (laughs) the last time I did this with you, you walked in with like one second before (laughs) we went on air and the producer was like, hey, Keith, you can do this right without Barbara. (laughs) I was like, no, I'm the guest. (laughs) Oh, but he's more than a guest. He's the director of our entire undergraduate marketing program here at Wharton, and he's very capable of sitting in these shoes, right? I appreciate it, and uh, and you're very timely. Yes, and I was five minutes early. You were. <laughs> anyway, Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay it several times during the week. And today we have a very interesting show lined up. Let's tell you who's going to come on the show today. At 5 o'clock, we have Ryan Millman, who's the co-founder and CEO of UnDigital. UnDigital is the first package insert marketplace. And what that means is people put advertisements inside packages, and they pay for the right to do that. Um, leading retailers such as Bed Bath & Beyond and others have signed up to do this, and we're going to talk with Ryan about his idea, his history as an entrepreneur, and how he came up with this idea, and how well it's going. At 5.30, we'll talk to Shakar Oren. She's the sh- chief storyteller at PlayBuzz. And we're going to talk to her about storytelling, the role of native advertising with storytelling, tips, common mistakes made, what they do at PlayBuzz. What play, you know what PlayBuzz is? I do know what they are, but I'm interested to hear uh, her, her take on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you out there know what PlayBuzz is, but we will soon find out. Mm-hmm. Shakar was just here at Wharton teaching a class on all of this material, so she knows how to talk to people about it, and we're really excited to have her here. She should. She's the chief storyteller, Yeah, right, right exactly. <laughs> yeah, telling stories should not be difficult for her. Then at 6 o'clock, we have a colleague of ours, Caleb Warren. He's an assistant professor of marketing at the University of Arizona, and he's just uh, published a paper in the Journal of Consumer Research, which is one of our best um, academic journals, and it's called Human Comedy and Consumer Behavior. And we're going to talk about what is funny and how does funny work in marketing. And finally, um, at 6.30, we're going to finish the discussion we started last week or whenever we were on last with (laughs) Keith. Um, And Keith is a big expert on China. He spent a lot of time in China, and he knows a lot about retail there, advertising there, marketing there, and he's written a paper about it. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff more. So let's jump right in with our first guest, Ryan, the co-founder and CEO of UnDigital. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Barbara Keith. Thanks so much for having me. So, tell us a little bit about yourself just to start us off, and then we'll get into your business. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, uh, a lifelong entrepreneur, so I'm actually very interested. You have Caleb on. I went to the University of Arizona, uh, and I probably sat in the back of of those marketing classes, but (laughs) instead of paying attention, I was always writing business models, (laughs) which is why my grades were not very good. My parents were not very happy with me, so I needed to figure it out, and and, uh, fortunately, I did. I um, this was in 1999. Uh, I was a junior in college, and I started my first company there. 
Um, it was one of the first uh, companies to put pictures on the internet, right? So this was way before Google and Facebook. I think it was Lycos and Hotbot were the popular search, en search engines at the time. And um, ended up picking up one of the first digital cameras that came out to market and started taking photographs at the University of Arizona at all the parties. And oh, so my God, what you take pictures of? <laughs> oh, my gosh, everything. It was wild. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, you know, nobody had their photo on the Internet. So once they started realizing what we were doing, it was so popular that, you know, the photographer was, became the most popular person there. But, um, you know, really, you know, what we did is we handed out cards and we said, hey, check out your pictures online. And people just told their friends all around the country. And it's kind of hard to imagine today because it just seems so, so normal. Um, but back then, this was, this was novel, right? The first time uh, you would call your friends around the country, take a look at uh, this girl I'm dating or this guy's or my friends. And so we started expanding from, from school to school and, and selling those. That sounds like a million-dollar idea. If you could, uh, Did you make money off of that? So what's amazing was this was this was the days where ad revenue was, was king. And, and so we started bringing advertisers for each college campus and we tied in to sell the pictures and uh, expanded to 30, 40 colleges. And, you know, this was fun and exciting, but it wasn't that profitable. You know, after yeah. a few years, you know, we were like, wow, everyone's getting their own digital camera. Um, and so we actually ended up pivoting that business uh, pretty quickly. And we uh, did our first um, photo shoot doing the annual portraits for all the fraternity and sorority members. They get their pictures taken each year. You send the pictures home to the parents. And uh, it's called a composite. Um, you build out a composite of all the members, and you build a big frame piece that they put on their wall. And we made a little bit of profit on doing the first one, and we said, okay, there's, there's a profit model here we like. And we actually ended up expanding to about 600 colleges, and uh, we still do that today. So that company's called Greek Yearbook. Uh, oh. so that was my first real success, and uh, that company's been going strong ever since. Um, and in 2004, you know, it was time to bring the, the production in-house. You know, we were spending a lot of money to print our pictures with other providers, so the day our first photo printer came in, you know, we looked at it and said, yeah, this, is, this is great, but uh, on to the next. And we started a company uh, called Nations Photo Lab. And that was 2004, and, and we are one of the largest uh, online photo retailers. Um, we're really focused on the premium market, so great quality on everything we do. You know, everything from wedding albums and wall art, holiday cards, frame print, um, but great pricing. So it's really uh, probably the best value proposition out there. And we private label for pretty much every major photo retailer. So all the big names, big box, drugstore chains, um, you name it. You know, we do a lot of the back end fulfillment as well. And so uh, that was that was company number two. Um, wait, and, wait. You know, Keith, I think Keith has a question. No, I was just going to say, Brian. <laughs> so you seem like you were very um, forward looking in this in, in kind of the, the digital space. And in the advertising space, digital is, is just, the, I mean, it's like 49% of the paid market right now. But now you have a company called Undigital. So how'd you go from that digital <laughs> focus, being a digital lodestar, to, uh, yeah. to opening a company called Undigital? Good use of yeah, that word. <laughs> you know, to be an e-commerce company, you really are a marketing company. And marketing has always been my biggest passion. Um, so as we were growing, you know, Nations Photo Lab, and, and you know, we've grown to service, we service I, But companies. let me go back to this Nations Photo Lab. So I don't get what that is. You, you, you didn't take the pictures, or you did take the photos. So, so Greek Yearbook, we were the photography company, um, and we uh, then brought our. So then you hired like photographers in all these different campuses to take pictures of these frat yeah. boys. Yeah, we have hundreds <laughs> of photographers that travel around the country. Um, but Nations Photo Lab is we are the fulfillment provider for. Uh, consumers, right? People wanting great quality photographs, holiday so the, cards. So they want print. So you're going to fulfill print. They give you yeah, the can. They gave you the pictures, and you you printed them. Yeah. So if, yeah. If you go to nationsphotolab.com, you, you know, upload your images, you choose your products, you build your photo books, your albums, 
and then we ship them out within a few days. So, um, so yeah, that's exactly right. We do all the fulfillment. Um, but, you know, the way we got to UnDigital was really, I think, our passion for marketing. And, and what happened was, you know, we, we service hundreds and hundreds of thousands of customers. Um, and at some point, you know, in the early days, you know, those, your digital marketing channels, they're, they're growing great. You know, you've got lots of new opportunities to expand on them. At some point, you become pretty mature, right, almost in every channel, where it's harder to drive, you know, incremental um, new customers at an effective acquisition cost. You know, so for, for Google advertising, um, it, it's been a great source of customers for us. Of course, there's search intent. People are looking for companies like us, and we bring in a lot of new companies. Um, but at some point, your Google keyword universe kind of gets maxed out, right? There's, there's, um, you know, we scaled up our Google to a pretty significant spend, and you know, we couldn't figure out how to grow it anymore because pretty much most of the keywords that we were utilizing, um, you know, were pretty effective, and we couldn't find new ones, you know, that would bring us in customers at the right cost. And, and I think that was sort of um, the way that a lot of our channels went. I mean, I think for most companies, as you get mature, each channel gets a little bit more challenging. And okay, so wait, you're using words like in a lot of confusing ways, so let me just kind of parse out some of the things you're yeah. saying. So yeah. when you're talking about channel, you're talking about media, communicate, uh, advertising dollar, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, because I use channel as a distributor, so I use the word differently. So okay. you're talking about... Retaining customers is easy, and that profitability model is one thing. But if you want to gain new customers, so customer acquisition, and what what are the alternative ways to use advertising to get new customers? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially, right. We're, we're all focused on on doing two things, right? Acquiring new customers, and of course, uh, retaining and satisfying our existing ones. And right. and the best way to grow is, you know. To, to do both well, right? Bring in new customers while you're continuing to uh, satisfy, um, you know, all of your existing customers. And so you build a really big population of, uh, of current customers, and, and that's a great way to grow. Um, you know, things like Google advertising, again, were, were great drivers for us, but we couldn't expand upon it. And, and I guess that's what I'm, I'm trying to share. Same thing with Facebook. You know, Facebook is, is great. Um, the CPMs have gone up a lot. But, but, okay, but again, you're using Google and Facebook for it customer acquisition, not for customer yeah. retention or upsell or cross-selling or anything like that, because that's another way you can use those those media, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, and we do both, right? And and so I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm referencing more on the acquisition okay. side. Uh, okay. How do you get out to new customers um, to build, you know, awareness and, and bring in new people? And I think I think retention, retargeting, um, and maintaining your existing customers is, is almost a different strategy, but hugely important, of course, maybe even more important. Um, and so to get to UnDigital, you know, we were at that point where we were saying to ourselves as a marketing team, you know, what else can we do? And we always love to try new things and test and see what would work, measure our results, and, and of course, hopefully find new opportunities to acquire new customers that come into uh, Nation's Photo Lab. And so we did a lot of different tests. One of the tests that we actually did is we reached out to a lot of eBay power sellers. And eBay power sellers that were selling products that were complementary to Nation's Photo Lab. So they were selling things like uh, really nice cameras, battery packs, um, lighting. And we said, hey, you know, can we send you over some of our gift cards to Nation's Photo Lab? You'll put them in your packages going out to the customers that, that won these auctions for these products. And it'll be a, a you know a value add to you because you'll be providing them a twenty five dollar gift card, and for us it'll build you know awareness to new uh, potential customers that would potentially be the right fit for us. And so we started doing this, and we started bringing in thousands of new customers a month, and the acquisition cost for us was cheaper than our other channels. And so 
that's really where OnDigital was born. You know, we said to ourselves, wow, this is exciting. You know, how do we scale this even further? You know, how do we scale these few relationships that we've made um, on a much, much larger scale? And so that's really was the impetus for OnDigital. And um, when we started researching how to scale this and drive tens of thousands, or how will we drive hundreds of thousands of, uh, of new customers, um, we realized that was going to be really difficult. And the reason that it was so difficult is because marketing partnerships are um, they're time consuming. You know, you've got to go out and you've got to prospect for a partner. You've got to uh, you know put a deal together um, specifically for package insert advertising, um, getting your collateral inside someone else's package. You've got to share your creative, have it approved, have it printed, um, the logistics of shipping it to the partner, the payment. And so, wait, wait. I, I got to slow you down here because you, you yeah. it's hard for me to follow all this stuff. So, well, you're going to talk about on digital. The idea is specifically to put advertising collateral in a box, right? Or is it a bigger yeah. idea than that? Yeah, I mean, so are you talking about partnerships in all different ways, or are you specifically just talking about yeah. putting the advertising collateral in a box and yeah. forming those partnerships? Sure. Yeah, on digital is is very laser focused on specifically putting collateral into boxes. So we connect advertisers, you know, that want to acquire new customers or get awareness out um, to people about new products. And, and so we work with these advertisers to put their collateral into leading retailers, outgoing e-commerce packages. Um, and so, you know, the benefit there is the e-commerce partners that are shipping out these packages, they're willing to put in a relevant advertisement um, that their customers will see because for them, uh, it's a monetization tool, you know, that they, they get paid to do so. And the advertisers, of course, are excited because for them, they're focused on customer acquisition. So, and the end goal is to also provide a very uh, relevant and exciting offer to the consumers. So, Ryan, you're taking a, a relatively kind of tried and true idea, just like a, a newspaper insert uh, almost, and taking that empty box space. But then where Undigital comes in is really building the platform to put the empty boxes in with the with the advertisements from the advertiser, so you're the you're in between as a platform between uh, the empty boxes and the and the and the shippers of those empty boxes and uh, well not empty boxes boxes with the merchandise in them but space in them for advertising and advertisers right so how do you how do you play that role? Yeah, you're exactly right. So we are the technology platform, and so what we essentially built what Undigital is. Uh, is the platform. It's, it's a self-publishing platform. So essentially, when you go there, you can view all of the, the leading retailers that have available space in their, in their packages. And as an advertiser, all the pricing is there and it's transparent, the number of packages and the price per retailer. And all you do is you upload the artwork that you'd like to put into their box. And at that point, the retailer gets a notification, they log in, they view your artwork, and they approve it as long as you're not a competitive brand. And then we handle all of the printing of the pieces. We deliver them over to the retailer. And on the first of a month, the retailer will include those into all of their outgoing e-commerce shipments. And so it's really, really simple. Um, you know, companies had been doing this, you know, before us, but it was very convoluted and it was very difficult. And there was a lot of time and effort needed. So by our technology and our platform, we really aim to simplify the entire process. So you said when you tried to do this for your own company uh, that you had really good conversion. So how do, yeah. how do your advertisers uh, measure that conversion? How do you know that your business is incoming from the insert? They have promotion codes, I think, right? Yeah, yeah it's a great question. So there, there's multiple ways. Uh, the current way that most people are doing it is either through an offer code, right? So um, a promo code. Uh, would be right. the most popular way. We have a lot of retailers or advertisers that actually use um, vanity URLs. So that's where you would have a URL that you would make 
just to push um, visitors. To so you are, yeah. these inserts direct customers to online. It's not like they send a postcard back and get, uh, it's mostly to direct people to new websites, right? Or no? Well, I, I'd say a lot of people we work with are um, themselves as advertisers pushing people to an e-commerce site, but not in all cases, you know. So um, we work with um, insurance companies and large athletic uh, apparel companies. Um, the offers really vary. So not in all cases are you pushing somebody back to an e-commerce site, but I'd say in a lot of cases that that is correct. I see. Okay. And so some of the um, retailers that have signed up with you are some pretty high-end ones, like Saks. I, I believe I saw in a Wall Street Journal article that Saks signed up for this. Yeah, we've, we've got tremendous retailers, um, uh, huge, huge companies, well-known retailers. And, you know, you can go ahead and visit them, of course, by going to undigital.com. Um, you know, Urban Outfitters just joined our platform a few days ago. Uh, every day there's new people coming on board. Um, and really the way that our advertisers look at this is, you know, uh, we, uh, they're looking to, to advertise with companies that share their target audience, the yeah, demographic that- of it. That's what I was going to suggest. It seems to me the more targeted it is, the better success. Because otherwise you could see some of this stuff in these packages is just like wasteful or annoying kind of, you know, like what stuff, like you were saying about a newspaper, all the stuff mm-hmm. that falls out of a newspaper when you pick up a, in the old days, you right. pick up a newspaper and all these coupons would fall out. <laughs> you just think of it as trash. But if it were more targeted, if the retailers are going after a particular target market and the advertisers more targeted, it seems like a better situation. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, all advertising, right, uh, not all advertising is relevant, and the key is relevancy, right? So not every commercial we watch do so we say, wow, I love these commercials. But at the end of the day, you know, we always say as a team, the most important thing is providing the consumer with something of value. And there's some pretty amazing offers that come in, you know, uh, free offers to try a new meal delivery service or maybe a wine and spirits company or a really great discount off of something you really wanted at, at a uh, apparel maker. And so at the end of the day, right, that's always the key for advertisers. And 100% of the pieces will not be you know, exciting and relevant to each and every consumer that opens it up. But getting inside the box uh, does a couple things that are really tremendous. Number one is it builds a great brand affinity by partnering with you know, an established company. And every consumer is excited to open up their package. Um, and inside, you know, uh, they do, they, they, there's pretty much, a, we say, a 100% view rate. People are open up their box, they're excited to get what they ordered, and they will see your piece. Um, and it's part of the customer journey. You know, um, they always say it takes eight or nine touch points for a consumer to convert. And so we are a part of that journey, and we have uh, advertisers with really tremendous uh, conversion rates. But it all depends on getting to the right audience with the right offer, of course. Are you limiting the number of ads that go into uh, go into a box? Because I was just uh, I was just looking at the the incredulous look on Barbara's face <laughs> that if there's if there were a lot of ads in there, or a big stack of paper, I could see how that might go directly into yeah. the recycling. So do you limit it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and so the retailers actually set that number, and that, that number is on our, on our platform. Um, when you look at each retailer, you can see the maximum number of inserts that will be. I'd say the average is two to three. Um, we have a lot of retailers that will only put in a single piece as well. So, um, you know, very few people will put in many, many pieces. It's mostly um, two to three pieces at the most. Um, and so, yes, uh, that is an important component as well. Well, Keith and I were talking about this uh, during lunch today, and I think you mentioned this, but I'm going to say it since you haven't yet. (laughs) Are you getting the customer at the right stage of the journey? So they already bought something, and maybe, you know, they maxed out, and they don't want to spend more money. So is this the right time? 
Well, I, I don't think there's anything a customer more valuable than a customer that is a purchasing customer and, you know, uh, somebody who is active on the Internet and shopping. And so, you know, absolutely, we believe that these customers that are, you know, have buying habits, they're shopping online, um, showing them complimentary products, introducing them new products is a, is a tremendous vehicle. We think it's a, a, a great time. Um, now, this time of year, we're going into quarter four. All of our advertisers are looking to push revenue and uh, new ac- new customer acquisition. Um, you know, they're looking to drive up those numbers right now. So it has been absolutely crazy over the last few weeks as, you know, we're creating so many great partnerships. Um, we think the timing is great. And at the end of the day, it's all about results, right? So um, one of the really cool things I want to I share with you is that um, when we set this up, um, we set it up in the way that we really wanted to utilize this for our own company. And, and what I mean by that is, some of our retailers have massive volumes. They ship out a lot of orders. Um, we as a company never wanted to go and buy a million or two million monthly units and, and see how, how the results would go. So what you'll notice is all of our retailers have broken down their volumes into uh, small bites. So while you could buy two million units in a month with some retailers, uh, you could also buy 10,000 units or 50,000 units. Um, everybody has starter packs where you can test. And so what a lot of advertisers do is, They'll buy small across a couple of retailers that share their target demographic and then test and measure the results. Uh, They'll scale the ones that are working really well and optimize, you know, or turn off the ones that aren't working. And these segments, these segments are defined by demographics or what purchase frequency or what are the different ways that you describe these different bites? The most popular way you're going to choose your partnership is going to be by the customer demographic. So, you know, we list the the, uh, percentage of male, female. Um, you know, is it mostly male? Is it mostly female? Right. So we've got um, some very female dominated brands. We have uh, very male focused brands. We have B2B brands. Um, and then, of course, the age demographic, uh, the age breakdown as well is going to be another key uh, key factor. So this is largely um, segmented by the retailer. So I was wondering, like I was looking at some of the clients that were listed in the article and one of them was Barnes and Noble. And uh, so, for instance, there could be a lot of different types of products, a lot of different interests. Is there the ability or is this, is this something that's on the horizon that you could match the kind of, kind of uh, uh, content-based targeting in terms, yeah. of, uh, in terms of what people are buying and not just based on the retailer? Yeah, it's a great question. It, it's absolutely on the horizon. Um, it's something that we're excited about. We, we absolutely believe that's the future. Um, certainly, as you look at any new channel that comes to market, you know, even the early days of Facebook, right, targeting was somewhat limited, uh, and it's just continued to grow and grow. And, and we expect to, to be able to continue to bring more and more targeting, uh, getting more granular, and ultimately um, providing you know, uh, the most amount of uh, uh, targeting options uh, possible to, to drive uh, to get to the most relevant you know, end, end customer for you. We're talking to Ryan Millman. He's the co-founder and CEO of UnDigital. UnDigital is the first package insert marketplace. And what that means is his platform connects retailers with advertisers, and they provide uh, inserts into this package. So yet another place for advertising. Have you thought, so one of the ways you might grow is what, Keith is saying, you know, on targeting and and be, being more finely tuned, which completely makes sense. But now, you know, there's lots of different places to put advertising. Have you thought about other, you know, like I remember a long time ago they would put advertising outside of bananas, you know, or something like that. Oh man, that. I come from an advertising background, and I know that if eyes fall on it, you can sell that right, space. Right, yeah, <laughs> or advertisement at the gas pumps or right. something like that. I mean, is this the beginning of a huge uh, future, or are you going to stay with just these packages? 
Yeah, well, I always believe, you know, when you start a, a marketplace or a platform type business, you know, we really want to uh, dominate and grow a significant market share. We think that the package insert advertising space is at the infancy. Um, you know, we expect to bring thousands and tens of thousands of new companies into this space to create these partnerships. So while we have a lot of great ideas and, and yes, there are a lot of um, ancillary opportunities, you know, for right now, we're going to continue to come out with the best tools and technology to facilitate this. And then, you know, uh, we're going to continue to look at other opportunities, right, to, to bring, uh, to drive value to our customers. So, you know, for now, we're very, very dialed in, very focused. And so I'll let me just ask you the question you got to get asked every time you talk about retailing. So where does Amazon fit in this? Yeah, well, you know, Amazon, uh, it's an exciting opportunity. You know that Amazon, it's been in the news. They are really looking to expand their advertising revenue. And, of course, they've got so much data. Um, so for them, you know, they actually, uh, there was an article in the New York Times. So Verizon is, is um, considering doing a, a, a package takeover um, on the Amazon boxes, going to uh, people that are in areas that have the Fios service. Um, we, if you remember a few years ago, the Minion movie was draped across the Amazon box. Uh, you know, uh, clearly that was a, that was pretty remarkable and got uh, talked about a lot of press on that. Um, Amazon's got a lot of great data. Uh, we believe that, you know, they'll be in this space. Um, they'll be able to target and, and help facilitate this as well. Um, the more people talking about this, the better. We think there's a lot of room to grow, and uh, we expect to see Amazon uh, continue to uh, expand in this space as well. Noreen from Florida, do you have a question for Ryan? Hi, thank you. Um, I have a question. I um, am an educator in the pharmaceutical industry. And would you ever, like, let's say somebody was getting insulin, say, mail order from their pharmacy benefit manager. Would that be something where you would put in, like, what you were mentioning, the, the you know, meals like Blue Apron or the different ones like that or or other things that might have been of interest? But my point was... Is there any way, like let's say you did that and you had it, that some of the revenue from the advertising could defray the cost that the patients have to pay for their medication? Also like, it goes back like to the customer. That's a great thing. question. Yeah, that, that is a great question. You know, at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, putting a relevant advertisement in there provides a, a revenue or a, an income benefit. So whether that was passed on to the end customer, whether that's just used to offset the freight, um, you know, look, uh, you know, there's a reason Facebook is free. It's because of the advertising. And so the money uh, is, is there and, and how it gets distributed. I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting thought that you have. Yeah, that is a, a lot of reasons you can think about that. Patient education would certainly benefit. Thank you, Noreen, for that question. So it seems to us we have plenty of ideas for your growth, but I guess <laughs> <laughs> you may have your own plans for doing this. Uh, but how could you? We're going to have to close in a few minutes. But um, can you give us any idea of conversions and anything like that? Do you have any statistics? Yeah, I was interested in that because it seems like that side of your platform, they're 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 selecting your advertisers are selecting where it goes themselves, and then the conversion data comes directly back to them. So, is there some place for you in this role for data analysis? Yeah, so that's going to be a big focus for us is, is continuing to be able to provide that benchmark data. And we have some really cool things in the work that we're going to be coming out with later in this year uh, to continue to focus on, on attribution, uh, which is really important, you know, tying in all that data. Right, uh, right now, you know, we get our data uh, when the advertisers are, are willing to provide us. And, and we regularly hear our advertisers converting uh, 1% to 2% take rates. Uh, that means, you know, people that are uh, uh, trying out those offers, trying new things. You know, I always say it really does depend on – 
the uh, the level of the promotion, how exciting is the offer. We see great results with people that are getting uh, consumers to try something for free, right? So if it was a meal delivery service or, or, or try a free gift, um, getting those customers in the door um, to build those long-term customers, that works great. Certainly the higher the, the dollar amount of the product, probably a little bit of a lower conversion rate. But the real key is all about results and, and it's testing and it's measuring your results. And, and our goal, we're very focused with our advertisers on getting results, uh, finding which campaigns are working. Um, and the great thing about what we're doing is, you know, over the next two months, we should have well over a billion annualized packages on our platform. So when things are going well, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> a lot of opportunity to scale. And so our advertisers are here. They're testing small. They're testing across many retailers. They're finding their successes. And then they can push the button and, and push the gasoline on those that are working. And it's a great news source for, for customer Really interesting. If you're exceeding 1% and getting near 2 I think you're going to have a lot of business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are too. And every day we're busy. We're having a great time. It's, it's been a few months, and we're building a great team here. And so you can see we're pretty excited. And, oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Very excited. Ryan Millman, thank you so much for coming back on Thanks, the program. Ryan. It's always nice to have you here. Thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and if you want to keep up with Ryan, check him out at undigital.com or follow them on Twitter at Ground Digital Digital or at, oh, sorry, that's wrong. It's at GoUndigital and at Ryan Millman. Up next is Sachar Oren of Playbuzz. She'll be discussing storytelling and native advertising. You're listening to Marketing Matters, and this is Business Radio powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 132. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.